1: The preseason is over, and what did we learn? Uh, Well, a few things, but it's also preseason, so probably really nothing. But we're going to go three up, three down with preseason, plus a surprise return for opening night. It's time for Locked On Magic.
0: You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: You are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is October 17th, 2022. My name is Philip rossman Reich I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at underscore omd On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to review the preseason, go kind of three up, three down, talk about a few things that we like during the preseason, some things that we're still a little bit concerned about, and a whole lot more as we kind of put a bow on the preseason start looking ahead to Wednesday's game, plus a surprise return Wednesday. We'll get into all that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload, we truly appreciate you making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Lockdown Podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Search for Lockdown and the team you're looking for. The Lockdown Podcast Network, it's your team every day. So, the Orlando Magic have made a a bit of a surprise announcement. Um, An announcement that um, is very, very welcome, don't get me wrong, but uh, one that we were certainly not expecting. Jalen Suggs will be available for the Orlando Magic when they they play the Detroit Pistons on Wednesday. It has been just a little bit more than a week, coming up, I guess, on 9, 10, since Jalen Suggs suffered seemingly severe knee sprain and bone bruise uh, in his left knee. Um, it, it was a nasty-looking nasty, nasty looking injury. I think we all feared the worst. The good news was that it was just a sprain. It was just a bone bruise. Um, and we were expecting him to be out for at least a month. Um, you know, knowing how cautious the Magic generally are with players coming back from injury, um, the, the nature of that injury itself, it really felt like four to six weeks was going to be the norm for that and that we'd be without Jalen Suggs at least for the first couple of weeks of the season. Um, instead, as Jalen Suggs put it, this is an injury that he has had before. It is an injury that he felt very comfortable rehabbing, an injury that he felt he could push through. Um, and judging, by the way, he talked, he wanted to play Friday night, um, just couldn't get ready in time for that. But he will be ready for opening night. Um, this is a, a really good thing, because the Magic are a little bit thin at point guard right now. Uh, with Markel Fultz out, with cutting Devin Kennedy um, you know, Cole Anthony is the only true point guard on the roster. You know, obviously, Franz Wagner will bring the ball up and, and run, run some point, initiate some offense, uh, as would Paolo Bancaro. But this is still a, a big, big uh, return for Orlando. Um, yes, Jalen Suggs struggled last year offensively, and he had some struggles in the preseason. We're going to get to that coming up here in a moment, too. Um, he had his struggles a little bit in the preseason, too. But generally, Suggs is still a super talented player. He can get to the basket when he wants. He is an improving three-point shooter, although the, that's not quite proven yet. And we know he is an excellent defender. This is just a tough dude. He play, can play through a lot of pain. Um, he, he's going to play physically, so it, I think Idris will always be a little bit a part of the equation with him. Um, but this is a guy that will add to the Magic's defense uh, and help them establish that foundation and that base that they're looking to establish. Um, Suggs had a decent preseason you know, to to be perfectly honest. It it wasn't the best. The number five from beyond the arcs are hardly enough to to draw conclusions. Two of those misses were really bad air balls. Um, But he turned the ball over a little bit too much. That was was definitely one of the problems that he had in preseason as well. Let me pull up his stats here in a moment. Um, There was a lot that... Excuse me. uh, A lot that he did well and a lot that he still needs to work on and still needs to improve on. it's not something that just suddenly is is gonna gonna click with him. Um, in three games in the preseason, Suggs scored ten points, shot four for ten from floor and two for five from beyond the arc, and thirty-eight point three total minutes. So slightly encouraging there. Biggest downside was five assists against nine turnovers. His handle was still a little bit of loose. He was the main ball handler even in lineups with Cole Anthony, um, and so th- there was a little bit left to be desired. But but you know again, I think. Frankly, the first two preseason games, maybe even a good chunk of that third one, you could throw out some of it because the team was still kind of catching up from um, missing those practices for the Hurricane. They obviously looked much different and much better when they got back to the Amway Center uh, and played those fine. It's hard. It's hard to say anything about preseason. A bunch of preseason at you in this segment, and it's just meant to raise questions and meant to say, "Huh, this is interesting. Let's see if it's real. Let's see what. Let's see what really matters." Um, and that's kind of how we feel with Jalen Suggs statistically at the moment. The bottom line is this, though, the magic need more talent, they need they need talented players. they need they need to see what these guys can do. Um, and Jalen Suggs has had a very hard luck um, seasons uh, career so far. He missed twenty games last year because of a broke because of a broken bone in his hand, uh, suffered in late November, and that caused him to miss De- most of Dece- all of December and a good chunk of January. Um, he sprained his ankle toward the end of the season, missed, I think it was, what, 13 of the final 15 games or something like that. Um, he has had his share of injuries and his share of issues. Um, and so to be able to kind of bring him back, to be able to kind of sit here and say that he is taking these steps, that he's back on the floor, he's able to kind of resume that recovery is a good thing. And I do not even get into the ankle surgery that he had at the start of this summer. Jalen Suggs is still a really talented player. And, and, and at first, I've seen some people say, like, this could be a low-grade tanking move or that the Magic might be better off without, without Jalen Suggs. And, you know, lot, you know, honestly, I don't think that's true. Um, I think the Magic can be made better. But, yes, Jalen Suggs playing the way that he did last year was difficult. Made it very, very difficult. But the point of this season is still to kind of learn and discover what you have on the roster. And you can't do that if he's sitting on the bench. So to get Jalen Suggs back is obviously a good thing and a big thing and something that you know the Magic hope can begin to be the beginning of building toward, um, toward you know him finding and discovering his role on this team. You can't do that sitting on the bench. You can't do that watching on the sideline. And while Jalen has done a very good job learning from the sideline, trying to integrate those things that he's learned to his game, you know he un- he said it after practice after practice Sunday. He knows his body well. He knows, uh, you know, he, he knew that he could push through this. He knew he could recover from this fairly quickly, and, and he got to the work and did the work diligently to do so. Um, but, there, you know, now comes a part of kind of layering those skills back on, and hopefully he doesn't really miss that much of it. Being out a week shouldn't put him that far behind the eight ball. The fact of the matter is, with so much of this team, we still don't know a lot. We know a few things, perhaps, but we still don't know a lot. Getting Jalen Suggs back is a big deal, and this is obviously very, very good news for the Orlando Magic. That was one of the things that I had on my list of uh, negatives about the preseason. I, I had Jalen Suggs missing out time because it was just time loss. That's all—that's That, that that's such, such a huge thing. Um, that was one of my negatives for preseason. We're going to talk about some of the positives coming up here in just a moment. But first, are you wasting money on subscriptions? 80% of people have subscriptions they forget about. Maybe for you, it's an unused Amazon Prime account or a Hulu account that never gets streamed. There's this great app I use that helps me track all of my expenses. And because of it, I no longer waste money on subscriptions I don't even use. You might have heard of it. It's called Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill. The app shows you all your subscriptions in one place and cancels what you don't want for you. Rocket Money can even find subscriptions you didn't know you were paying for. You may even find out you've been double-charged for a subscription. To cancel a subscription, all you have to do is press cancel, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. So cancel unnecessary subscriptions with Rocket Money today. Go to rocketmoney.com slash locked on. Seriously, it could save you hundreds per year. That's rocketmoney.com slash locked on. There's so many things that we're all subscribed to. It's hard to keep track of them. I, I, I sometimes look at my credit card bill and I'm surprised that it's there rocketmoney.com Rocket Money is a great tool to help you cancel those unneeded subscriptions. Again, that's rocketmoney.com slash locked on to take advantage of this great deal.
0: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the NBA playoffs.
1: Before we dive into the preseason, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic your first listen every day. Now make your second listen game-to-game NBA. Every moment, every top performance, every result, Locked On Game-to-Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game-to-Game on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you Get Podcast. Of course, we're really excited to get games going. Tuesday's opening night in the NBA with the Philadelphia 76ers taking on the Boston Celtics as well as the Golden State Warriors hosting the Los Angeles Lakers. And of course, we get going Wednesday night against the Detroit Pistons. Cannot wait for opening night. Um, just uh, just personal note here, our good friends at the Sixth Man Show have partnered up once again with the Orlando Magic for a watch party at Elixir in downtown Orlando. Um, I am actually planning to be there, uh, so hopefully I'll see some of you there. Uh, and definitely check check that out as well. So we'll we'll come together. We'll have a good time watching the first game of the season. And yes, I will piggyback on some of the work that some of the great community work that the Six Man Show uh, is doing. But let's dive a little bit into the preseason. Um, you know, we've had the weekend to digest the preseason. We're now turning towards the regular season. Turning turning squarely toward uh, what should be a very 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 exciting year. Um, you know, I've I, every, I've had so many friends, so many people, um, you see me, you know, are excited about this team, and they ask me, like, what do you think about this team? And I, I always kind of tell them, you know, I don't know how many games this team is going to win, but they are going to be a lot of fun. Um, and if the preseason, before we dive into anything specific from the preseason, if the preseason showed us anything, it's that this Magic team is going to be a lot of fun. Um, I, I do really believe that, that there's going to be a lot of fun uh, coming this year, there's going to be some growing pains. There's going to be some mistakes, but um, you know I think we've seen that this team has some resilience. This team uh, is learning very quickly from its mistakes, and, and they've got a ton of talent. So you know, first first off, Paolo Bane Carroll had a really good preseason. Um, I do not have him as one of my one ups, but I, I do have to make sure I mention him. Some of that is because uh, my bosses are kind of telling me that, hey, Paolo Bancaro should be should be every, everywhere for you guys right now, even though uh, I'll make an argument that he's not the star quite yet. That Paolo Bancaro actually ended up leading the Magic in scoring at 14 points per game and 24.2 minutes per game during the preseason. Shooting efficiency was decent. You could kind of watch him play. He definitely still looks like a rookie, but this guy very much feels like he's going to fit into the flow of an offense. He's going to make plays. He's going to do good things. I am not worried about Paolo Bancaro. The guy, though, that I think we all kind of come away from preseason really, really high on and really, really believing is taking another step in his game is Franz Wagner. We all saw what Franz Wagner did at Eurobasket, and I sat here on this podcast. You can go back. I've got the tape. Um, I sat here and said what Franz Wagner was doing at Eurobasket is not necessarily the growth that Magic fans wanted to see, but he was doing everything he did for the Magic just better. And, and like I said, last year he was fantastic. Just being better at the things he was already very good at will make him a very valuable player for the team. He could stop there and he is fine. Preseason showed, though, that Franz Wagner has taken another step and taken another step in ways that were not so clear or were not so abundant um, uh, in, in the way that he played last year or at Eurobasket. Everyone has talked uh, on this team about how confident Franz Wagner is. Last year's rookie season gave Wagner confidence, and if if that gave him confidence, Zero Basket has sent it through the roof, especially going out and winning that bronze medal in the way that he did. Wagner came back to camp late, but has been fantastic. He finished the preseason averaging 13 points per game. He shot just 43.3% from the floor with a 50% effective field goal percentage, so not the most efficient, but... Some of that has to do with the experimenting the Magic were doing. He added five assists per game against two turnovers per game. Orlando made him their primary ball handler and their primary creator. That did indeed lead to him taking some different shots and some shots that he's probably not 100% comfortable with. But Orlando spent so much of this preseason experimenting and trying things out. And one of them was absolutely putting Wagner on the ball and letting him go. Letting him create, letting him be that main guy. Um, it was breathtaking to watch. And you could just see and feel how much better the Magic were with Wagner on the floor. Things just worked better. That's that's really the best way to describe it. Things just worked better with Wagner out there. Things were smoother. Um, he cuts so well. Honestly, he plays off of Paolo and Wendell extremely well. We did a whole podcast uh, on, on the Franz Wagner-Wendell-Carter connection, the Wagner-Carter. Um, it's... It's, it's good. It's, it's so good. Um, and, and, yes, the shooting percentages aren't great, and I think some of that is because he's not comfortable yet in that main ball handling role. But if there's one thing we know about Franz Wagner is he will get comfortable very quick. He will figure it out very quick. And the Magic want the ball in his hands more and more. The old ideas that the Magic had about him last year, yeah, they're all still there, but the usage is going to be very different. Orlando's gonna put the ball in Franz Wagner's hands and say, "Go for it, go make those plays, and trust him to make those plays and trust him to make those decisions." That's what that's what's really exciting about Franz Wagner. And yes, Paolo Bancaro is very very good. The two play off each other really really well. It's 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 not they're not button heads or anything, but Franz Wagner is set this year to make a very very big leap. If 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 you're playing fantasy basketball and he's somehow still available. Go get him if you're doing fantasy basketball and you haven't drafted yet. This guy's do. This guy's going to have a big season. He's going to take a big leap. I think. He, I think he will take a huge leap here in his sophomore season. Um, just on that note, then you know, I think one of the things that really shifted and changed for the Orlando Magic was the offense. Um, look, we're not going to pretend that the Magic have a good offense. Um, the offense is going to continue to be a work in progress for this team. Uh, it, they were 29th in the league in offensive rating last year. They haven't been a top. They haven't been a top half of the league offense uh, since Dwight Howard left. It's been a decade of offensive futility, and there's still going to be some struggles. And, and we'll get to some of those struggles here in a moment. Um, but overall, Orlando's offense was not terrible, at least for the preseason. I think they were in the middle of the pack, like 18th or, nine, or 19th in the league in offensive rating for the preseason. Again, it's preseason, so you don't read too much into it. Um, but the Magic really did seem to take a, a pretty significant step offensively. Um, their offensive ideas and concepts are very different than what they ran last year. Well, it's still kind of the same read-based offense. It's still very much run this run this set, run this action, make this read, then this happens, then this happens, rather than a set play to get guys the ball in certain spots. Um, it's A, the players are smarter, and B, the Magic added another layer to it to make it work better. Uh, several players have talked about the adjustments Joel Mosley has made to his offense to try and make things work a little bit easier for everyone. Adding some mo- more motion, focusing on quick ball movement and decisive ball movement is going to open up gaps for them to get into the paint, is going to open up space for them to shoot, is going to open up all that space that they want. Um, This is definitely... Uh, definitely a boost for this team. Um, you know, I think the Magic will be better offensively than they were last year. Um it it's still not going to be great, but you can watch well, watch that game against Memphis again. You know, go back on nbacom slash scores Just pull up that box, pull up that box score, just watch a couple clips from that first quarter especially. The Magic offense has a different flow to it. and, and while there are still points of concern, we're going to get to some of those coming up here in a minute. Um, While there are still points of concern, this is an offense that can work. They start bringing in the right players, guys start developing, they get some respect from the defense, God God willing. Um, They're going to be able to find something offensively that they haven't had in in quite some time. So I think there's a reason to be excited. I'm, I'm not sitting here saying the Magic are about to have a top 10 offense. I don't believe that. I don't think they have the personnel for it. Um, but do I think they will escape the top 20 uh, or escape the bottom 10? Yeah, I kind of think they might. I, I I think that's definitely within the realm of possibility. And honestly, with where they were last year, that should be considered a, a massive improvement um, for this group. And again, their defense, I, I thought throughout the preseason, their de- their half-court defense especially was solid um, outside of fouling, which is a preseason problem. Um Outside of fouling, I thought their defense was pretty solid. So if if their offense can give them a little bit of something, um, this is the Steve Clifford formula. In 2019, the the, the offense gave them a little bit of something, allowed them to set their defense. That enabled them to to play well and and take those kinds of leaps. The last point, of course, as it is with any preseason, is you find your end of the bench guys and you find your energy guys. And and Orlando has a few of them. Um, RJ Hampton was probably the most pleasant surprise of the preseason. Uh, he looked so bad at summer league uh, that to see him take this kind of a step and take this kind of a leap where he looked like he was playing under control, looked like he was you know, all out of control um, in summer league, and now he feels very in control of himself, making smart reads, not just going head first into the basket without a plan. RJ Hampton made some tremendous strides and really took advantage of July and August um, when it looked like he wasted manju, June, uh, to be frank, with the way that he played in summer league. Um, it, it, he's gonna, done a complete 180, and, and it might be hard to keep him off the floor. It's going to be hard also to keep Bull Bull off the floor, too, just for the experiment of it. Um, you know, I, I, I wrote this on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. The Magic need a plan for him. Um, obviously, getting him back on the court playing is a big part of that plan because he's missed so much time. And you could see in preseason, he got more and more comfortable the more that he played. Um, but you can also see the kind of impact that he can have. He can just mix up a game. You you throw him in there, he's just such a unique matchup that he changes the game a little bit. Um, and, and the fact that he could hold his own, the fact that he played so well, it, is such a positive thing for the Orlando Magic team. And it, it's going to be really interesting to see how he develops. I also give a shout-out to Kevon Harris. Uh, Kevon was so impressive in the game against Cleveland. Um, we talked a little bit about him uh, on our last episode. Um, he's... He is someone to keep an eye on, too. He, he is, he's definitely knocking on the door to the NBA, and I think when he gets his opportunity out of the 2A contract, um, we'll see what he can do. We're going to talk about some of the downsides and some of the things that we are still a little bit concerned about coming out of the preseason beyond Jalen Sugg's injury, which is no longer a problem. We'll talk about that coming up here in just a moment. But first... A quick word from our pals at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for fo- for football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. Plus, you can get your preseason odds on the Orlando Magic to win the championship. That's a value bet, I would think. Um, your rookie of the year odds with Paolo Bancaro, Even most improved player odds, where Markel Fultz, Franz Wagner, and Wendell Carter are all sitting there waiting for you to say, they're the most, say what we already know, but they're the most improved players in the NBA. People just don't know it yet. And as always, Online remains your continued, continued source for all your sport wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest, easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf too. Head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts.
0: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: So you know things were not all good for the Orlando Magic uh, in 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 the preseason. Um, the Magic, I think, were 18th or 19th in the league in net rating. Um, their net rating for the whole preseason was only plus one point something. So it's preseason; you don't freak out about these numbers. But look, they're four and one. Their stats would probably say they're probably closer to, to uh, three and two, two and two. Um, they probably stole a win somewhere, and obviously. You know, the big, the most important win was the Memphis game. The Memphis win was the most important win that the Magic had because it was starters versus starters. Um, but it's, it's preseason, so you don't read too much into stats. Things are going to change. There's some abysmally bad stats for some of these teams overall. Um, but overall, you know, again, the Magic did some really, really good things. But let's not start the championship parade quite yet. There are still some very clear points of concern and areas of concern. The first got to start with is three-point shooting. Um, Three-point shooting is still going to be this team's biggest, 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 biggest deficiency. And it's going to be a problem. Orlando ranked 20th in the preseason in three-point shooting. They shot 31.5% from the floor, 63 for 200 uh, here in the preseason. Not a great number. They're up around 33% um, in the regular season. Obviously, just five games, so small sample size. Don't read a whole ton into it. However... Those 200 three-point attempts ended up being the fifth most three-point attempts in the entire preseason. Um, total, Orlando played five preseason games, a little bit more than most, But and there's a 53-attempt 53, 53 game kind of hanging over them uh, in, in there as well. But the Magic understand, I think, um, and it's something they've recognized. I asked a few, player, a few players, and I asked Coach Mosley about this as well. Um, the Magic know that they can't fall in love with that three-point shot. There's a reason why the bell play is a good three-point shot. It's a around the horn three-point shot to the corner. It's, they want quality three-point looks. They don't want to just settle for those three-pointers. And I think that's a trap that everyone falls into, um, just hoisting threes. The important thing for this Magic team, and it's going to be important as they build their offense out, is paint, touch, then kick out. Paint, touch, kick out. The Magic have said their first goal in their offense is to put pressure on the rim. Get into the paint, cause that defense to collapse, then kick out and you can either attack the the closeout or you can hit that open three. I think that is ultimately the goal that the Magic are looking for here. And ultimately what the Magic are hoping to accomplish um, is to to, to really drill that in there and hopefully that will lead them to increase their, to to improve their three-point percentage. Um, As I detailed on a previous podcast, Orlando actually did a good job at getting open threes last year and just missed them and miss them at a kind of alarming rate. So at the end of the day, they still need better shooters. And, and and that was again, I'm not so worried about all these players, but you look at the small sample of the preseason, Cole Anthony was 6 for 22, Chuma Okeke was 4 for 20. Um, out only uh, only Caleb Ross, Terrence Terrence uh, only Caleb Houston, Terrence Ross and Mo Wagner shot better than 35 percent while taking more than 10 three-point attempts so apologies to Devin Kennedy. apologies to Jalen Suggs um they did not qualify for this but the magic had a had you know those three players shoot better than 35 percent everyone else was in the low 30s uh if they took at least 10 three-point attempts uh, for the entire preseason um that is a bit of a concern but some of that is certainly preseason um, the Magic hung out in the low 30 percentages as a team throughout the entire preseason, though. It wasn't just an early preseason thing, it was a late preseason thing, too. Um, and that should, that part's going to be the concerning part. The Magic need more shooting. It, that doesn't take rocket science. Getting Gary Harris back will help. Markel Foltz does a good job putting pressure on the rim. That will help. You know, Franz Wagner is a good three point shooter, although he struggled in, in, in preseason as well from beyond the arc. Um, it, it's, it's all stuff that's got to add up. Uh, and continue to improve for Orlando, uh, and, and again, shooting is going to be an issue. The Magic are going to have to shoot the ball much better if they want to surprise people and, and compete for something real. Beyond that, the other point of concern—this was an, an alarm bell that I was ringing throughout the course of the preseason—and um, that was the Magic slow starts. Um, I just I just want to make sure I, I get these numbers in here. Um, Orlando had a net rating of minus 15.7 points for 100 possessions in the first quarter of their preseason games. That was 28th in the league. Why do I care about the first quarter? Why do I sing, signal, sing, single out the first quarter here? Well, the first quarter is the only quarter where you're guaranteed to get the other team's starters against your starters, the only thing that looks like the regular season. Um, having said that, these numbers deserve a little bit. These numbers again deserve a little bit of um, of caution too. The Orlando Magic also had the worst first quarter scoring mark at 88.2 points per 100 possessions in the entire preseason. So again, the Magic's offense really struggled out of the gates uh, against Memphis, against San Antonio, against Dallas. They fell behind by double digits, by even more than 15 points on occasions um, in those first quarters. And through those three games, yes, I was concerned. The Memphis game put a lot of that to rest. The Magic had like a 124 offensive rating in the first quarter against Memphis. They looked really really good. Even against Cleveland, they were back up to 106. So they did better, you know, 106 is great, but it's not terrible. Um they did better offensively as the preseason went on in that first quarter. So I do think that, you know, we could maybe calm these calm these uh these these worries down a little bit or not say these are alarm bells. On top of that, Orlando also started a different starting lineup all five games of the preseason. Um, we don't yet know who the Magic starting lineup is. We assume Franz Wagner, we assume Paolo Banchero. we assume Wendell Carter with Marco Foltz out. I would assume Cole Anthony. That two-guard spot is still up for grabs. It could be Terrence Ross, it could be Jalen Suggs. I'm I'm not crazy enough to think that it can't be RJ Hampton at this point so they can keep Suggs and Ross off the bench um, and, and maintain some of their rotation. Um it, it's unclear It's unclear who the Magic are going to start at that spot, and, and they're probably not going to announce it until Wednesday night anyway. Um, but there's still a little bit of shifting. And Mo Bamba probably should be in that running too. Um, there's still going to be a little bit of shifting and a little bit of figuring things out as the season begins. That lack of consistency hurts. Um, the Magic we're using this time to experiment. Some of those experiments don't work that's okay. It's the preseason. It's not important and the Magic did other things throughout the course of those games to continue being encouraging. But I would say there is definitely a real thing where John Morant took over the game, took over in both games with Memphis. The Magic did a better job making it harder for him in the second game but in that first game John Morant did whatever he wanted. Luka Doncic did whatever he wanted. Now he made some tough shots and and, and there's nothing you can do about that but you kind of see where I'm getting at. You know, there's there's still this overall I, I still think there's this overall concern that the magic aren't at that level yet um, they might be getting there they should be getting there um, but those first quarters were a little bit concerning for me and and, and and at least caused me a little bit of concern a little bit of alarm as we get by as we get into the season it, it honestly could be nothing like I said um, Orlando finds a starting lineup it settles in it does well uh, it takes early leads. That's all that. That's all you can ask for. That's all you want from these situations. Um, once they settle in, once they get a real rotation, I think we're going to learn a whole lot more about this team. But that's going to do it for me. That's going to do it for the preseason. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr_omd. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Set your tune in Himaly, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places on all the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic. Be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Now that you're done listening to us, go check out the Locked On NBA podcast. The NBA season is finally here, and our local NBA experts and insiders have you covered on and off the court all season long all the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's available on YouTube, Odyssey, and wherever you get podcasts. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Before we're magic daily, Locked on Magic. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on
0: Magic. Hey, Prime members.